Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. Hi Roy, this is Omer. Uh, I'm part of the Better Tech team and uh, on the Better Tech, we work with uh, companies like yourself, uh, startups, tech startups to understand what they're really doing and also how they're changing the world. So welcome on our on our podcast. Uh, we'll kick things off by having a quick uh, understanding or an introduction about you. Uh, so why don't you take uh, take the stage and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so my name is Rui. I'm a co-founder and CEO of a new startup called Finout. Uh, like uh, many Israeli entrepreneurs, I started my way in the uh, Israeli military and in intelligence units. Uh, after that, I worked a few years in a company called Logs.io. And uh, uh, a year and a half ago, uh, with two of my partners, uh, we started, uh, started Finout. And uh, here we are now. Okay. So what is really Finout? Uh, so Finout is about uh, aggregating all usage-based price software uh, in one place uh, so companies can see how much they're spending both on the cloud providers but uh, on other infrastructure services or uh, monitoring tools or CDNs or data warehouses um, all in uh, all in one place. Uh, then uh, we can break down the cost based on its most granular units. So native Kubernetes support and uh, uh, native support for uh, uh, for bits and drills into uh, into the, the the amount of invoices that, that the company is getting, uh, to allow them then to allocate the cost based on SDC fit for a customer, uh, for as a company, sorry. Uh, so they can uh, you know color each dollar uh, based on a feature or department, uh, and even assign uh, uh, business metrics directly to their costs, uh, so they can start and analyze their costs as unit economics, and understand what's the profitability margin uh, from each customer to understand what are good customers, what are bad customers, and uh, uh, what uh, do we actually make from each deal? So, so that, that that's really quite a comprehensive intro of, of what you guys do, but let's break it down. So I guess in order to understand FenOut, we really have to uh, first potentially probably understand FenOps and uh, usage-based pricing. So uh, if you can kind of help us break down these two, what is really financial ops? I mean, we have... Uh, we we understand what is sales ops. We have understand rev ops. We have understand engineering ops. What re- what really is FinOps? Um, so uh, FinOps is a. Uh... Uh, is codifying framework for uh, something that uh, exists a while ago, right? Uh, but uh, FinOps is designed to make everyone in the organization aware of their uh, spend, especially the cloud spend, because like this is the this is the biggest one. And with FinOps culture within organization, uh, engineers can understand and be responsible and accountable uh, for the cost of the services that they're running. Um, so they're understanding they're not operating in a vacuum, and the same as they need to support SLA and they need to support uh, low latency for the software, they also need you know to understand how much money they are spending. And with FinOps, uh, correct me. So financial ops is really, I mean, for instance, I'm a company and there are several uh, softwares that we that we use. For instance, we use potentially Zero for accounting. We use Jira for project management. We use AWS for hosting our platform we you we are using some uh, cdn for something else 
And uh, so FinOps is, a, is really about uh, uh, telling me, and, and normally in companies, all the bills gets to uh, CFO or manager finance or manager accounts, and then they vet those bills and, and they pay those bills. So what you are essentially saying that whoever is using a particular service or responsible for providing a particular service and whoever is using any cloud-based underlying software uh, to provide that service, they get to see how much their work is contributing to that cost. So they can always keep on optimizing it. Is this what really FinOps is to make everyone aware of their spend of the, uh, of the underlying cloud services they are using and then making them responsible and accountable for that? And for that matter, you really want to, uh, you're really showing them the numbers. Is this, is, is this a correct interpretation? Exactly. So FinOps is working in a cycle, right? So uh, we need to show engineers how much they're spending, and then we need to give them the tools in order to operate on that bounded cost, make informed decisions, uh, cutting down spend where they can, and continue to monitor and be and be accountable for uh, for whatever they're doing. So FinOps is an organizational framework rather than uh, more than anything else. Okay. And what is essentially uh, so? So FinOps is one thing. What is essentially? Uh, usage-based pricing. I mean, we understand that, but it would be helpful if, if you just describe your version of it so for our, our audience. Um, so uh, usage-based pricing is uh, uh, our way to get uh, uh, to get the invoice based on what we actually used and not what we uh, uh, what we purchased in advance. So not working on seats, rather working on the amount of servers that we rent. Um, so user-based pricing is changing the world, uh, the world of software. Uh, the whole shift-left movement started to get uh, DevOps, the main purchaser of software uh, within organizations, and uh, DevOps are uh, very uh, comfortable with purchasing something that is usage-based because they not do not need to commit. They uh, uh, it's very hard for them and natural. And uh, the very first big usage-based price softwares in the world were the cloud providers. So AWS and Azure and GCP uh, started to be uh, you know we're paying them as we go, and uh, we usually go a lot further than what we anticipated. And we wake up uh, you know at the end of the month and figure out that the bills are just not making any sense and it's not related to anything we anticipated and budgeting became so hard. And uh, a bunch of software started to, uh, to, to, solve that, uh, to solve that specific use case. And uh, now user-based pricing starts to get to more and more uh, factors of, uh, uh, and parts of our organization. So uh, we're using Snowflake, we're using Databug, we're using Twilio, we're using MailChimp, we're using Akamai, we're using Stripe or the hundreds of different tools that we paying them all as we purchasing. And now you're asking someone from finance, like, what's the budget and what's going to happen at the end of the month? And uh, it's a very tough question to answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, essentially, usage-based pricing has its inception. I mean, in, in many, I mean, you can, you can think of AWS as a usage-based pricing, but at the end of the day, I mean, even co-working spaces are also work on usage-based model. You yeah. rent a desk and uh, if you're using it, you're paying for that. Uh, so yeah, so, so usage-based pricing is already out there. And then FinOps is already, uh, now FinOps is taking a shape because you are uh, making everyone responsible. So how the marriage is coming along, I mean, and how the FinOps of the world really helping everyone. So if we take, uh, you know, only three, four, five years ago, uh, the only usage-based software we had is the, uh, were the clouds. And um, 
clouds cannot run as fast as the entire market, right? So Snowflake is developing a better data warehouse than what AWS can do. So, you know, eventually the, the, the gap became so vast that it's uh, made sense to migrate workloads out of AWS and into Snowflake. And it's uh, their IPO look like that, not, uh, not, not by chance. And <clears throat> when I'm starting to migrate uh, part of the cost from, uh, from AWS to Snowflake, I suddenly get a hole in the build. So I solved AWS building already. I mean, usage-based pricing for that the cloud provider is solved. Uh, but now I have a huge gap and another vendor that I'm using that is uh, you know, unaccounted for. And the more I do it, uh, the more services that I'm paying money for without really understanding or just you know getting the bills at the end of the month and hope it's great. But more often than not, we started to see that you know uh, how much we're spending on uh, on our infrastructure services is uh, starting to grow in a higher rate than our revenue. And this you know going to lead to a disaster at some point. And uh, if you want to plan our path to profit to predictability and uh, profitability, we can't be uh, you know, uh, cutting down on on everything else uh, without understanding how much we're uh, how we're going to spend in the end of the month. We have to be more predictable. We have to be more accountable for uh, for the software uh, that uh, we're spending, regardless of its pricing model. Okay, so I mean, uh, okay, and uh, whenever when when you go into an organization, let's say a small medium business, I mean, so is it before I get to that question, is this really? useful for companies? Uh, I mean, who is the ideal customer for that? Someone who is extensively using cloud-based services, a SaaS company itself, which is providing services and developing services, or a normal business, which is probably using four or five cloud services, a, a, a service for an accounting, maybe a service for project management, maybe they are hosting their website on AWS. So who is really the ideal customer for uh, for your product, um, so you know this saying that uh, all uh, all companies are software companies, right? And uh, I'm uh, I'm really growing to believe in that, uh, uh, you know, personally, because we see, you know, there are uh, cyber companies that spend tons of money on AWS. That obviously they need to be uh, they need to really understand uh, their cost and the cost per customer is uh, you know something that is huge that they really need to understand, but. There are also uh, e-commerce websites that are running on super thin margins, and uh, even a bunch of servers can, you know, tilt uh, tilt the month from a profitability to not. And uh, it's really depend on the industry, but every company that is using cloud-based uh, uh, software uh, is uh, running blank at some point, and they need to get uh, they need to get this, that, that visibility. So, uh, Finout is all about the technology rather than the specific business vertical. Okay, so so usage-based pricing is probably easy to understand. There are many, many companies still out there uh, which work on a monthly subscription model or an annual subscription model. So do you take that into account or it's just for usage-based pricing? Yes, of course. So, you know, a company a company expense model is, is complicated, right? And uh, some are usage-based, some are uh, easily accessible, some are difficultly accessible, some are seed-based, some are, uh, uh, you know, uh, we have yeah. everything. Uh, so uh, we support all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, of bills that uh, that you can put directly into Finam. Um, it's, uh, it can be something that we natively support, like the cloud providers and Snowflake in Datadog, but it can be something that we don't natively support and you can just upload a format, you know, directly into Finout and analyze the cost together with everything else. Okay. So, so now that we understand your ICP, so for instance, once you, uh, once you go into a company, let's say 
a company of uh, uh, hundred million dollars uh, revenue, probably spending a million dollar on their various services. Uh, what is typically an ROI they expect out of you uh, when you integrate your software into there? So, what kind of savings or what kind of uh, what kind of benefit they'll get? Uh, so first of all, there is probably money on the floor, right? Uh, things that are uh, not optimized, underutilized, uh, over-provisioned. Uh, so lots of uh, things that uh, we can just uh, uh, we can just do and show them. Just you know, point their eyes into the right place, uh, you know, to find that uh, that needle in the haystack. Uh, but when it gets more interesting, is not about uh, cutting down cloud costs. Now it's uh, you know it's admirable. You can cut down costs by five percent. It's amazing, but. If you want to be like a very profitable company, it's not about cutting costs now. It's about doubling your revenue, but only increasing your cloud cost by you know a third. Uh, this is how you can really save big and be more and more and more profitable. And with Finout, uh, we help companies uh, you know uh, normalize how much money do they spend based on uh, their actual business performance, and they can make sure that they are growing at a healthy rate. And the economy of scale needs to kick in at some point. And with Finite, you can actually measure that and see that, you know, the more revenue, the more business you are getting, uh, the lower marginal cost that you have per customer and the more profitable you can get. And so, this is so how, how, how you integrate, how, how it really works. So assuming I'm an e-com company, I'm using some XYZ software, let's say I'm using Shopify or, or Magento for that matter for my e-commerce website and underlying I have an AWS uh, where my entire infrastructure is running. And maybe have some some containers also running. So, uh, how do you uh, integrate? I mean, to really understand to how to increase the margins by optimizing the cloud costs, really need some understanding of the business as well. So, how do you go about that? Um, so, we are connecting to the already existing solutions within the organization. So, uh, if they're running on AWS, Shopify, whatever, we can take the uh, the bills from there, you know, and analyze them. Uh, but we can also connect to the observability systems and the BI system that the company is already using. So, you connect to uh, you know to Databox, to Splunk, to New Relic, to uh, and Looker, whatever that the company is already using as store to get the business and technological information. You know, tying them both can give us the full picture of uh, of uh, what we're analyzing because just the money is meaningless. Just the KPIs are meaningless as well, right? But tying them both can tell the whole story of the company, of uh, our you know profitability and our margins and uh, how uh, uh, how we're going to scale. Okay. All right, so so it 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 has with with the it has some merit for for the companies to, I mean, and what's what's the cost of let's say I want to implement Fanout? How your pricing model works? Your own pricing model work for the companies uh, who wants to implement the Fanout? Uh, so our pricing is based on uh, you know the number of integrations that the company is using and the amount of dollars that they're passing through Fanout. Uh, we are uh, because of our technology, we're the cheapest solution in the market uh, by far. Uh, because we can do lots of things that uh, that our competitors can't. Because of you know the way that we built Fin out, uh, we were uh, a lot more modern solution, and uh, we were building the product to be uh, you know vast, uh, so we can run on multiple customers uh, and uh, and give them all value without uh, you know having the super complicated sales cycles that uh, that this market is used to. Uh, so we're trying to build something that is uh, really different and the next generation kind of solution. So, so you are charging per integration, right? 
per integration and the amount of dollars. Uh, so we're uh, multiple tiers. Each tier grants you uh, access to more integrations and more money. So let's say I, let's say I'm running my e-commerce shop on AWS. Uh, you'll charge me uh, for an integration as well as my top line. So depends on the tier that you're at, but for each tier, you get access to more integrations and uh, more total uh, number of dollars that you're passing through Fiat. Uh, we have a free tier uh, and we have, uh, you know, we have a business tier and our pro tier is the most generous in, uh, in the market in terms of costs. Uh, uh, you can check our uh, public pricing page. Um, we are, uh, you know, as competitive as the market. And uh, how, how easy or difficult it is really to integrate fin out into my existing uh, infrastructure so it's another emphasis that that we place is uh we need to be a company that is really really easy to work with uh so just connecting aws with kubernetes cost uh, we can do it without an agent we can only look at prometheus only look at datadog look at solutions that are already existing with your kpis it can be a matter of actual minutes uh, to get the kubernetes cost management within fin out uh which is uh, you know unparalleled okay Okay, okay. And who are who are your competitors out there in the market? I mean, you're really competing against. Uh, so uh, you know, there's a bunch of uh, big companies that are selling mostly to enterprises. So companies like Cloud Health, that have VMware bot or CloudAbility, that Aptio bot, uh, that's running on the enterprise market. And uh, uh, you know, the market started to to realize that it needs a more modern solution. Um, so uh, there's a new cohort of companies that are uh, running to catch that. Uh, to catch that, so companies like us, like uh, Vantage, like Cloud Zero, like uh, uh, Cloud Thread, uh, we we love them all. You know, it's a uh, it's a super fun market to compete in, uh, and the market is you know vastly big for uh, for everyone in it. Um, we are uh, you know the most funded solution currently in our uh, in our cohort and running uh, as fast as we can. So when did you when did you really start and uh, what kind of funding you've raised so far? If it's a public information. Yeah, uh, so uh, the company started in uh, uh, March of uh, 21, uh, midst of uh, COVID quarantines. Uh, we raised then our uh, uh, our serious seed, which was a uh, four and a half million dollars. Um, a year and two months later, we closed our Series A, another fourteen million dollars. So a total of uh, eighteen and a half in uh, just over a year. Um, so we have lots of money to to run and innovate and hire the best talents and best folks in the market, you know, to build that uh, uh, new generation solutions that the market deserves. Wonderful. And uh, you didn't feel uh, any recession stuff uh, uh, affecting you in any way, like it's affecting many startups in terms of raising money, getting their softwares and actually you can you can really help companies save money. So you should be in a better position. So yeah, but still what's your take? Uh, you know, uh, like everyone else, we are uh, opening uh, multiple eyes into what's happening in the market, but uh, we are doubling down on everything. I mean, uh, uh, we uh, we are in a business that is, uh, uh, you know, running and getting uh, uh, prosperity at the moment uh, with, uh, with the upcoming recessions. I mean, uh, cloud cost management is something that can no longer be ignored and, you know, uh, generating the path to profitability is, you know, something that is a board level decisions in many companies and companies like Finout can help you get there. Um, so uh, we are not slowing down at, uh, at any point, uh, but, uh, you know, like everyone else, uh, we always need to see what's, uh, see what's happening and, uh, you know, continue to, to monitor the situation closely. 
as a founder and CEO of a startup, are you getting some sleep or working 24-7 on the product <laughs> and customer acquisitions? Uh, yeah, you know, so sleep is not uh, not intended for Israeli founders uh, with a time zone difference. If you want to work with uh, the West Coast and the East Coast and uh, uh, even uh, an Australian call once in a while, uh, you pretty much work uh but, uh, you know it's part of uh, it's part of the fund this is what we signed up for and uh, yeah great Ray. it's wonderful talking to you and great to know about the fan art so all the best uh, wishes for you and uh, you so we hope to hear great stuff from you guys uh maybe a year down the road or somewhere thank you thank you so much it was great uh call. Thanks for listening to Betatech. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check out our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.